This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the Men's Room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The Podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. 99.9 KISW. We return to the Men's Room with Miles and Thrill. Long day goes to prom night this Friday night, Snoqualmie Casino. We're going to see you for a night of fun going to the prom. Yeah. Every single thing will be live. All the commercials, all the music, everything you hear from the sound effects, the shows live on stage. You'll be a part of with us playing a little big dummy. Hell yeah, man. We'll drink a toast with a shot of the day there uh, together, I'm pretty sure as well. Maybe one you or think, two You think we should do that? I think we should do yeah, that. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, exactly. Why not? A little sit and spin action with the barbershop guys. About it. It's going to be a, uh, a great night. By the way, not sure how many tickets are left as of this point. There were not a lot at the beginning of the week. I know if you want to go, Castle told us uh, to let people know that you need to get to KISW.com. Take care of that now because uh, they're probably going to be sold out by the time we get there on stage. Uh, doors open at 6. The show starts at 7. BJ and Migs will do a couple hours. We'll come on and uh, do the next couple. We need the cleanup. Yeah, exactly. And uh, from what we understand, if you're wondering, show should be over somewhere around 11 o'clock. Yeah, that's my guess. On the Friday night, and from there, we'll uh, we'll hit the casino and uh, have a little fun. All the details on Friday night as live day goes to prom night at KISW.com. On a question, when you were a kid, why or what did your parents worry about with you? 206-803-ROCK. I'm going to hit a couple of texts here. It says, I was not allowed to hang my Black Sabbath tapestry because Ozzy worshipped the devil, which was really upsetting to me because we weren't even religious. Someone else says, uh, oh man, where is it? As far as SpongeBob, we said, what is it about SpongeBob SquarePants that your parents would have a problem with you watching it? They say, SpongeBob is on that list because of all the sexual innuendo that they constantly had on there. One great time I remember they did an innuendo for a certain move that involved your fingers. So basically, they show a picture of SpongeBob with his one finger and a pink donut, and he's talking to Patrick, who had two fingers and a chocolate donut. All right. Right. And so his thing is, he's like, there's no way I got that as a kid, but the parents saw it and were like, no. That's the issue, I was going to say, with SpongeBob, is I like that SpongeBob has jokes in there that you can laugh at as an adult, but, like, kids don't get it. There's a lot of things like Looney Tunes, too. There's a lot of racist right. stuff in the Looney Tunes. And, but as a kid... Uh, good old day. Uh, yeah. Back well, they, you they, did, they, did, they did some revision. We had to watch yeah, Looney Tunes. They, they did back some revisionist history on those and took a lot of that stuff. I know. They, they eliminated a lot. Back uh, when America had a sense of humor. <laughs> so, oh, I would say in the Looney Tunes stuff, that's probably a good call. But I will stand... But it wasn't with, sexual. That, right. I will sure. stand with the SpongeBob stuff, though, like... If you're not an adult, you're just not going to get it. I mean, like I said, when, when I just read that guy's text, I'm like, if I saw that with my kid, 
I would be laughing, and I'd be very confident that he does not understand the innuendo they're trying to put on there. And if he did understand it, be like, I'm actually impressed. It's like Shrek, right? Right. There's that famous scene where Lord Farquaad's in the bed, yep. and he's like, "Show me the princess again," and he uh, in the mirror so he could see her, and he obviously puts his hands underneath the blanket, but yeah. like. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had to watch it movie a bunch before I realized, like, oh, man, look, Quack, he's about to... Yeah, the mirror yeah. even winces when yeah. he asks for it. He's like, eh. So, yeah, my parents worried about me because I listened to the band Yes. They heard that they had a, quote, cult following. Then it came home with Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> I like this one. It says, it's because I had long hair and listened to glam rock. My father shed a tear when he caught me with a girl at 16. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, thank God. Uh, this one. I would also say my brother listened to all that stuff. That was a confusing time for me. It was. Because you're starting to get into, like, figure out if you like men or women or whatever. And, like, a lot of those dudes look like hot chicks. So you like Brett Michaels, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, all that spandex and, and, the, and, like, they're wearing, like, platform <laughs> shoes. They all have blonde hair. It's like, Jesus. I remember the big thing in school when uh, Poison released their first album, right? We had not heard any songs from them, but we saw an image of them. And maybe two days after the image came out, like, all these guys got together real serious. Dude, they're all dudes. We're like, man, that's not dudes. That's all, they're all dudes. And we're staring at this like, oh, that's a bad sign. How yeah. many of you already touched yourselves looking at this? I uh, like this one. I wasn't allowed to watch anything. My mother didn't want to watch, like, cartoons or 90210. But Dynasty in Dallas, they were okay. But my favorite is probably this one. My parents would not let me watch Barney because they oh. thought it would make me stupid. <laughs> kind of can't argue with that. Okay. <laughs> when you were a kid, why or what did your parents worry about with you? 206-803-ROCK. I know I can't love. <laughs> Hello, Aaron. <laughs> Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. <laughs> So, when I was a kid and into my age years, I would go in the summers with my dad and stepmom outside of Houston, Texas. And basically, everything that I got away with with my mom in Missouri was not allowed in Texas. So, what kinds of things? They were like, they were very like southern mega church goers, like involved in the church. Harry Potter, rap music, not allowed. It was not fun. But these people were kind of crazy. Like, they took me to, like, legit exorcisms with them. And I would, like, I would, like, sit in the living room while they were, like, in the bedroom, like, doing their spirit. They would take you to an exorcism, but you couldn't listen to hip-hop. That's what I'm understanding. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like... I remember my stepmom walked in while I watched MTV and Nelly was on flip, turned the TV off, gave me a stern talking. Not fun at all. And like after the exorcisms, we would come home. They would like pray over my doorway, like do whatever to like keep the evil spirits away from me. Like, are they still, is, 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 are your, is your dad still that religious? Oh, absolutely. My stepmom left him, and he is like turned back to his old ways. Like, right. <laughs> okay, biker, biker how, affiliations, and yeah. How how hot was that stepmom? Oh my god, she was redhead. She was so smoke. I see. I, yeah. There's a reason yeah. that he stopped his lifestyle. To, to, as soon as she left, he's yeah. done with a. Eh, you know what? I think, no more. I, I think that's why my parents me. were so much into me. I, I was so defiant about church. Mm-hmm. I just everything about it. I it was just too much for me. Right. 
it was too long. We would go to uh, Sunday school in the morning. Then and Sunday school was a, a half an hour, or sometimes it was an hour. And then, then you had to sit through the full service, which was another hour. And you had to sit there, and you had to be quiet. And so it was a two-hour event on Sunday. All I cared about was playing with my friends on the weekend. Yeah, it's a watching tough football. Sell, you, you, yeah, you, you had to rush home. Sometimes my stepfather was like, "We're going to get out of here because we got to we got to make the kickoff for the Steeler game." But he was the only one who would press that. So <laughs> my dad was the same way, and it was like, "You do not tell your yes, mom." Of course, and then, not. but yes. like he was so scared of my mom, we wouldn't even always go home. We would just go somewhere he could bring me and sit down and watch the beginning of the Washington So game. that she did not know that that's That we had skipped out of church. Oh, no, but the whole idea was it was ruled by fear. Whether it was my parents, whether it was the church. That's a little thing. And, and, I, and I, I, I just was defiant of that. I, I, I asked a lot of questions. I, at one point in time, because we just learned about dinosaurs in school, so I'm in Sunday school and I asked about dinosaurs. Our Sunday school teacher about blew a lid. I said, like, where are the dinosaurs in the Bible? That was my first, like, right. like Mitch Hedberg. You know, like, I'm like, like that, that was the questions that I, because the things that interested me, space, dinosaurs. Right, they're not invested in that. Correct. Yeah. It had nothing to do with that. Like, it's impossible for the earth to be created in seven days. All these questions that I had, I, I had a million of them because none of this made sense logically to me. So sure. I, I could not. So I'm asking because I need an answer. I, I need a logical answer that right. explains the situation because my brain can't comprehend it. Right. What you're saying does not make sense to me based on the world that I live in. Like that's, it, that's it. That's all I, I, that's dude, all. Look, I've told you before, like I went to Catholic school. We always felt bad for those CCD kids because we knew they had to stay like another hour or two after church. And then, like, the only time we saw them was, like, at the Christmas Bazaar or something. And of they, course. They were cooler than us because we didn't know them, and there was a couple girls in there. <laughs> but, I mean, I always felt awful for those kids. Like, geez, man, you got to sit here after church? Right. And I really, mean, I went yeah. to so much. I was an altar boy. I still would be like, church is too long. And not only that, but within, just within the Christian religion, you know, every different, uh, you know, whether you are Baptist or whether you're Methodist or whether you're Catholic or Protestant, every Presbyterian, they all talk crap on each other. Right. So, so I can never figure, and that was another question I had. Like, my mom doesn't want me going to church with my friend because you know he is Presbyterian. So if, if I if I have to go there, and, and you and they're going to to church, and they're going to drop me off, you know, after the fact, they didn't want me going to that church. Right. And I'm just like, so I had those types of questions. Like, why is this church bad? And it's like we don't and, want to tell you this church is good. What, what is the reasoning behind this? And that was that was something that they did not want to answer. You know why? Because the answer, you know, honestly, we don't know. It's what we've been told, and so you know, there's a reason why. You know, I hate the Steelers because I like the yeah. Ravens. You're just going to go, it. and you're going to sit there, and you're going to learn, and you're going to be good, and you're going to be quiet, and you're going to do what we tell you. Yeah, <laughs> that was basically. Like, the, you're living under my roof. These are the rules. Uh, I got a text here, and this one I can respect a little bit. All right, it says growing up, my parents worried that I would not go anywhere in life because, according to them and the school system, I was mentally disabled. I have ADHD and dyslexia. So these were challenging to overcome, but it pushed me in. Now I say suck it because I have a family, a house, and I'm in charge of an entire department of my work. So yeah, nice. suck it. And then, and then, I do and then, remember and then, the kids in school who, there we had one kid who had like the sun allergy. You know, like that one in 10 million freaking people that's allergic to the sun. But he already felt bad for the kid because when recess came up, depending on the day, he couldn't go outside. Or... If it was going to be something where everyone's going to go outside, his mom would show up. And this kid's mortified to see his mother. But we knew like two, three times a week, she showed up with whatever kind of white cream you kind of have to, mm -hmm. to put. Yeah, like a zinc thing. And would just slather this poor kid and then put the hat on. And at that age, you know, because we're not quite getting it when he says, I'm mm -hmm. allergic to the sun. We're like, 
it's got to be something else, bro. It doesn't yeah. make sense. But this kid would be mortified. And then as I got older, he realized a kid would be diabetic, right? Mom has to show up all the time. But kids just hated, but they just doted and worried. And I completely understand. But at the time, you're like, I'm so glad I'm not you, man. Yeah. I was terrified of getting in a fight every day. But bullying was not an issue then. It really, like, even when you went to school, that, that was not something that my parents were concerned about. They're like, yeah, it's part of growing up. Yeah, they're like, deal with it. It still happens. It does. It absolutely it's never going to leave. I mean, I, like a couple of years ago, it was like a massive thing. Bullying, bullying, bullying. Like, have you been to a workplace? Ever. I mean, and, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I get the online thing. That's a little different. That's 10,000 people. But at least when we were in school, like, you kind of had your class assigned bully. And as long as you went to school where this kid went to school, like, he was the one. And some years they liked you. Some years they didn't. But it's it's just how it went down. And thank God with, uh, with ADD and all those things, there that's been brought, brought a lot more into the forefront within the last 20 years. You're starting to understand you know, it. My, and kids, my kids went through all kinds of different testing and things just to see, hey, uh, what can we pinpoint? This is, these are all very positive things as far as yeah, doing the diagnosis. Uh, help, helping someone uh, you understand better and it gives them a better path to be able to teach certain things but I think for the kids guy, to learn. So, but I think yeah, that, that guy's was, point We didn't was, have that. Right. I think that's his point. Like, you're, like Billy Bob Thornton put it best. He was on one of the late night shows a couple of years ago and they're just talking about his success as an adult, how long he's been in the industry, and uh, it was, what were you like in school? He said, I, I was disruptive, uh, couldn't really focus on stuff, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the host, and I can't remember which one it was, says, well, do you think that's a sign of, like, ADHD and, and all the other things we just rattled off? He goes, oh, well, I've been tested as an adult. It's exactly what it was. But uh, when I was in school, they just called you an idiot. <laughs> and he was right. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you're just disruptive, you're a jackass, and you're stupid. That that was the mm-hmm. diagnosis. You suck. Can't sit still. Right. When you were a kid, why or what did your parents worry about with you? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Mimi. Welcome to the men's room. How's it going? Oh, Hola. You know, Mimi, that's a very cocky name. It's all about you. Mimi, no, that's the French grandma. <laughs> Is it French or Maria, but I, I, don't, I don't like my name, so my family calls me Mimi, so I go like Mimi. Okay. Because I don't look like a Maria. It's not very cocky. I just don't like my name. Okay. <laughs> So what did your parents worry about with you, Mimi? They were uh, they were very strict. They were very religious. Um, my parents, my uh, five generations back, both sides of the family tree, all preachers, missionaries, uh, ministers. Um, and so it was crammed down my throat from birth um, until my dad stopped preaching it when I was about nine. Um, and so like, they had very, very strict, very different sets of rules for my brothers and I. Like um, curfew was six o'clock or dark, whichever came first. Uh, we were allowed one half hour of TV or video game or computer per day on if we were passing all of our classes on the weekdays. And then on the weekends, it was an hour and a half. And we didn't have cable. That wasn't, and we had to be PG or, or uh, if it was anything above PG, my parents had to pre-approve it. And then I was allowed four five-minute phone calls to separate people per day. I couldn't be like one 20-minute phone call. It had to be four separate co- five, uh, phone calls. What is that like people. for a teenage girl? Because, I mean, my daughter, when she oh, talks to awful. one friend, I mean, it's <laughs> it's like 12 hours of conversation condensed into yeah. about 30 minutes. Because there's a lot of yeah, words I, being spoken. Yeah, I literally was allowed. My mom would set the kitchen timer and then for five minutes and then she would pick up the other lines. You know, it's five minutes. It's up. You need to hang up the phone now. You know, I wasn't, I couldn't have like one 20 minute conversation or 20 minutes at one. It had to be all separate calls. And, uh, that ticking, that ticking drove me nuts, dude. Could you, could you call yeah, well, the same person back to continue like five minute increments or it had to be different people? It, it could be different. It could be um, increments, but it had to be like 10 minutes between calls. Um, because in just in case somebody needed the line, because this was like during the dial-up days, you know, so sure. we weren't, uh, you know, so then when we used the internet, we was, it was like 10, 10 minutes at a time. We had to log in and, and we, we were allowed 10 minutes of AOL dial-up. Right. If we got a phone call, we just knock day. us off. <laughs> yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe what, uh, what, 
What was the, what, 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 what were your uh, dating parameters as far as when were you able to don't go on a car date or the first time you were able to have a boyfriend or what was what were the I, rules there? They're really, they didn't have the opportunity to really set those rules in place for me because I was such an awkward kid and teenager that I, there wasn't anybody trying to date me. Okay. Um, now, if, like, if I wanted to go to the mall or out with friends, my parents had to speak to the parents of the person whose car I would be riding in prior to me being allowed to get into their car. So I couldn't be like a spontaneous trip to, you know, Six Flags or something. They had to talk to their parents first, which was really frustrating because a lot of times I ended up not being allowed to go. Okay. And my, I had to, I had to come, let's see, I had to call home every hour to check in. My brother had to come home every hour to check in. And like, he couldn't just call and say, hey, I'm at Dustin, but he had to come home every hour. I could just call and say, I'm in Natalie's. And our little brother, he didn't have any rules whatsoever. But, uh, <laughs> and I was allowed, my, my, my brother Steve was not allowed to listen to anything but Christian music, but I could blare corn or whatever from my stereo. And we're only 16 days apart. Like, and they, he had to be up every morning with the bed made, dishwasher emptied, 7 a.m. You know, I could just, I had to clear a path between my door and the closet so she could hang up my clothes. Like, we, they, we had such drastically different sets of rules. It was crazy. That is crazy. He used to, you talk about the mall now. Uh, I would save up all my money because the biggest mall in the area was in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. So about once a month, either with my friend's parents or my own parents, uh, go to Century 3 Mall. They had everything there that a kid could ever want. They had two toy stores. They had all these like KB and Toys R Us. Yeah, but they were, I mean, they had all the toys. KB was always in the mall. I feel like Toys R Us were always standalones. Generally, yeah. That's why, like, you go to the mall and go to KB Toys, but... you knew it wasn't Toys R Us. This was the biggest arcade in the tri-state area. So all these things all right. were at this mall. But when my mom and my stepfather would go to the mall, we would run, and they would say, okay, you know, you have a watch on. We're going to meet in the, this time. In the circle of the mall in an hour and a half or this time. or If we're going to watch a movie, you know, yeah. after the movie's over, that's where you're going to meet. And my mom had all these rules as far as, okay, look, you can do this, 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 and this. If I catch you in Spencer's, which was the store that sold? Oh, uh, right! But it had the post. I'm 13 years yep. old. It had all the yep. the women in the bikinis. It had fun little sexual things in there, toy wise, and just different things. Yeah. My mom said, if I walk by Spencer's and see you in there, you are going to go into the car in the parking lot, and you are going to sit there until we are done, and we don't know when we're going to be done. You can be there in there for two hours. Right. If you're in Spencer's, you're done for the day. Period. That was her rule. And Spencer's was. It was yeah, fun. They, they had, had the posters. They had lava lamps. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't. I love Spencer's. In fact, any poster I had that had scantily clad women, because they never had nude women. They just had scantily yeah. clad. Correct. 100% of them came from Spencer's. But they had like sexual uh, handcuffs or yeah. t tickle feathers or just, it wasn't It wasn't the worst stuff in the world. I don't it know. really wasn't. It wasn't. I can't remember why. Maybe yeah. dirty board games or card games. They had a lot I of those. Just, I just remember the posters. And I would have. Uh, yes. I, I feel like I would get caught constantly in there. Did, were you not allowed in there? I don't know if it was much as that, or I think I was just at that age where you're kind of embarrassed. Okay, you're right, 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 right. So I feel like my mom would always just kind of walk in and be like, looking at the poster. So I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> but the thing is, I'd always right, obviously, I'd probably have been staring at one bikini photo for 10 minutes. But I like the fact that they rolled the posters up, and I appreciate the fact that my parents never asked me what it was a poster of. But I know damn well that as soon as I put it up in my room and left, they walked into my room to see what it was a poster of. And only one time did my mother get pissed off. And I had uh, I had Farrah Fawcett, I had Heather Thomas, in uh, a full bikini, and then some random model. It wasn't anyone you knew, but this random brunette. And she's wearing like a blue one-piece lingerie, and her boobs are kind of spilling out. But you don't even see areola. It's just mm -hmm. a yeah. lot of cleavage. Yeah. And I even took the time. I had a Hammerjack sticker. Hammerjacks was a major rock club in Baltimore at the time. 
put a Hammer Jacks bumper sticker over where her cleavage was, right? My mother still made like me take it down. It. Yeah, and I was like, and I really, so one time we really got into it. So I said, wait a minute. Farrah Fawcett's cool, and her nipples are in 3D in spite of it not being a 3D poster. <laughs> Heather Thomas is in a complete bikini. And the same with her in brawn and underwear, right? This woman's in a one-piece, and her boobs weren't even showing it was cleavage. I put the hammer jacks in there because I thought I had a cool effect. Mm -hmm. That's the one you take me, want me to take down. Yes. That, 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 that. And I said, would you be happier if I just left her cleavage out? And she said, yes. And I said, huh. why? She said, because now it looks bad. Right. She goes, she wasn't top. But the fact that you put this over it, now, every time I look at it, I feel like she's topless. So draws more attention. And that really was not my goal. I decided I had a cool look. But I took down the poster. I went back to Spencer's about a month later and rebought the exact same poster, put it back up in there. No problem. Nice. Unbelievable. Uh, don't forget the the secret word is coming up at 420 for your chance to win free game tickets. Exactly. Why do I tell you that? To remind myself. And more of the calls coming up on our question. When you were a kid, why or what did your parents worry about with you? 206-803-ROCK. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 99.9 KISW. The Men's Room returns with Miles and Thrill. Return to Who Sucks Less coming up after emails on our question, when you were a kid, why or what did your parents worry about with you? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Ryan. Welcome to the Men's Room. Hola. Hola. How's it going, guys? Okay, so uh, when I was a kid, pretty sure my parents were terrified um, that I was going to drown because I've always had uh, an obsession or affinity for the ocean and love of water and uh, poor risk analysis. <laughs> and uh, ever since I could barely walk as a toddler, I toddled right off the dock, uh, right off the dock at Salties and uh, almost drowned. <laughs> and then uh, they they fished me out of there and. Pretty much my uh, entire childhood was spent on a leash from then on, at least uh, any time I was near water. Yeah. Were you a pretty good swimmer? You know, I am now, but I probably wasn't at the time. But, uh, yeah, right after that happened, they started, you know, signing me up for all the classes. And so I'm, I'm a very confident swimmer now. And I never grew out of it. I still do the exact same thing. Yeah. I, I just walk off the edge of the pier directly into the water. Oh, yeah, I love taking a, taking a dip, you know? Oh, my, my parents, they, they would just sit there and watch me just gently stroll down the beach. Uh, I normally would take my boogie board. Right. And they would go, you know, just wait and see how long it takes them to figure out where we're sitting mm -hmm. because the current will take you down. I was a very competent swimmer, but it, when you're in the ocean, hey, that, that's a different story. But at the right, same yeah. time, they just kind of let you do your thing. and you, you spend all day either in the pool or at the beach. Yeah, I, mean, I do it with my kids now. We were in Mexico, and they had no concept of the current. So to them, they're going in and out at the same point, right? My wife was sitting, uh, sitting at one place. We're drinking beer. We're eating oysters. I said, I'll get them when I see them panic a little, right? So they're playing for about an hour. So they've made it 50 yards down the beach, have no concept. And when they turn around, they fully expect to see where we're sitting. And then you could see just their body language. I said, I'll go get them now. But it's a good teaching moment. Yeah. So I jog down there. I'm like, hey, guys. Like, Where'd you go? I said, no, no, no. I did not go anywhere. You guys, I explained the current, and after that, 
they they got the hang of it and kind of enjoyed it. Yep. We'll see. Not only really that, I was gonna say, like growing up, going to Ocean City, Maryland, like those beaches are just so crowded. They're packed. Like trying to find the people you're sitting with. My grandfather would always stand. He'd walk down and secretly put his hand up, so I knew, yeah. I knew where to go and I knew where to walk back. But like, like dangerous elements. Like today, there were three attack dogs. No matter where I went, where I walked around my neighborhood, always you, you, you would you would. These days, you would confront those neighbors and say, "Hey, man, your your dog's trying to bite my child, or it's attacking other kids, or whatever the deal is." Could could you put the dog on a leash or anything? That was never a concern. No. Like the, the dog's mean. Stay away from it. Like that's how I get to school. That's what my parents would tell me. Yeah, that's how I get to school. Thing. Like I didn't go somewhere. I don't go. Right. I'm saying between point A and point B, and you knew who the dogs were, right? Like I said, they're stand, never stand up. up to the dog. That's what my dad's now. To be fair, my my dad had never met a dog he's scared of, but he did not realize that that gene doesn't carry over to you when you're eight years old. This is a grown-ass man, and he even said he overcame his fear of dogs. He used to deliver papers when he was like 17 in Houston, and he'd roll up a newspaper and clobber the dog if it got near him. I'm like, okay, well, one, I don't carry newspapers on me, and it's mm-hmm. just me and my bike, and you're a grown-ass man, and half of these dogs are that, like a Doberman, you're almost eye-to-eye with it. Right, yep. Uh, one of the texts says, uh, my mom worried uh, when I brought home a Marilyn Manson album. She said he's a devil worshiper. I was shocked when she said that he, uh, I thought that it wasn't an ugly lady. <laughs> but either way, Marilyn Manson does show up on the list of uh, the bands that have basically been banned by the church. Okay. So he is, uh, he's number one on the list. So Marilyn Manson's number one. You mean Paul from the Wonder Years? <laughs> right, yes. That was a popular one, and he uh-huh. took out his right. one of his ribs so he could... Uh, Fit in a corset or whatever yep. the hell it was. Oh, something. I thought it was to service himself. Right. Uh, the Beatles on the list as well, because at the time, people said that they were bigger than Jesus. Yeah. And that freaked the church out. That wasn't so. people. It was John Lennon. Yeah. Uh, Slayer shows up on the list. Well, I mean, look, if you don't know anything about Slayer, based on their album names and covers, you'd be like, okay, may- maybe that's not the band for us. Mm-hmm. Behemoth. That's another band. That is Do I know anything from uh, 2007, they ripped up a Bible on stage. I think, ah, that, okay. I think that took them to the next. Lamb of God is uh, is on the list. Of, of I thought it was a dish she preferred. That have been uh, banned by the church. Black Sabbath, uh, for obvious reasons on that. I better be some good lamb if you're calling it the Lamb, lamb of God. Of God yes. Uh, the Everly Brothers. The Everly Brothers. I hope you just banned them because they suck. Uh, Wake Up Little Susie was about... Uh, uh, Waking up little Susie. Kind okay, of, all right. Girlfriend, boyfriend kind of a story. So that was about uh, the two. Would you rather we do it when she's asleep? The song is actually about two teens who did not have sex, which is strange. Wait, they did not have They sex. did not have sex, but it was just the idea that they wanted that to they have sex. That they wanted to have sex. sex. Oh, it was, it was. It's called being a teen. Right. It's too much. Cradle of Filth. I don't know if I'm familiar. They're, they're I know them band. a little bit. Uh, they have Jesus as a C shirt, I guess, that they uh, sell. Wow. Yeah, not right? not going to work. Sepultura. Uh, Rotting Christ is another one of the bands that... It's right there in the name. Yeah. Our question, when you were a kid, why or what did your parents worry about with you? 206-803-ROCK. Hello. Guess who it is, Ted? James. James. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. So, you guys were just talking about this, about like that one in a million people that are allergic to the sun. Yeah. That's me. Oh, no, man. You well, you're, you're living in the right spot, brother. That's for sure. Did you have to get lapped yeah, no, up? All, like, what was it like for you in school? Um, well, inside, it was great. Well, sure. But um, I mean, like when recess came up or something like that. 
so it didn't actually, it was like one of those like vampire movies in the werewolves where on their 13th birthday, you will transform into, it literally it happened just like that. We were camping with my dad and my brother when I was 13 and I was out in the sun all day and woke up the next morning and hide everywhere. And I'm guessing no one really pieced it together until you went to a hospital. No, well, see, uh, my my parents were kind of anti-hospital thing is that, you know, you had to pay money. And so my dad just basically slapped some icy hot on me and said I'd be fine. And uh, mm-hmm. on the ride home, I was basically itching. And my mom got the camomile lotion and, and all of that stuff. And uh, my mom just sits there and tells me, you have it too. And I said, oh, okay. Um I have what? And he says, well, you, you have a heat allergy, which is technically you're allergic to the sun. Huh. And you said this so, hit you at 13? 13 years old. It's when it started. Basically, I turned into a werewolf. Uh, cool people turn into werewolves. I got a heat allergy. <laughs> so you, you, there's no way you could go on a beach vacation or anything like that? So over the years, I've been trying to figure this out. Um Mexico, I can't can't do it. My uh, my wife actually went to Vietnam last year, and I wanted to go with her, but it's like ninety something, hundred something degrees, and it's a different type of heat. Yeah, and I I couldn't go with her because I would literally die. But so, uh, Vegas, Vegas in the in the wintertime or springtime, I can manage it. But in the summertime, I would cook like a turkey. So does everyone who lives there. You got to stay inside. What if it's, uh, so say you're planning a summer vacation, where would you likely go for a summer vacation? (laughs) Besides Alaska. Uh, Right. Okay. Besides Alaska. um, Actually, I would have to say, uh, because I used to live in San Jose, California for a few years. Okay. Um, They have some of the, you know, different seasons and stuff like that. And it doesn't really get too, too hot there as opposed to like LA, which is uh, like the Southern California area. But I would basically vacation there because I I know a lot of people, um, you can go to Vegas in four or five hours. You can go to LA in about the same time, or you can, you know, be dumb and come back home and visit family for, you know, six, seven hours. So. God, that sucks, man. Well, that, I'm, 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 I'm sorry for you. I mean, like, yeah, even Alaska's sunny. Yeah, let's look at sunny. Right. You know, that's that's the thing. The kid I knew, I don't know if it was from birth, but I mean, we were maybe eight years old when we met, and he was clearly deep into it, knew the routine. You saw his mom, and you knew the only reason she was there. The yeah. only time my mother came up to the school is if I was in trouble. So it was a much different thing. We saw his mom all the time. Yeah. Saw my mom probably once a quarter. Uh, school, here's one thing that I'm inherently different from my children in their experience than mine. Growing up, I had a, a group of friends that were the neighborhood friends. When we went on to high school yeah. together, we, we blended with a bunch of other different schools that, from the area. But we still had our friends. We made new friends. Sure. Th- there was th- Yes, there was the occasional fight between a couple of guys or something like that. But for the most part, we just joked around. We had fun. We did things together. We, we ran as a group. We had group activities. Very little drama associated with anything yes. that went on in my friend group. It was more about telling jokes, busting bees, all those types of things. Now, my daughters, and I don't know if it's the fact that they're daughters or it's the fact that it's high school or it's the fact that they're social media, but I'm telling you what, as far as just 
kind of like online bullying or just a group of girls will decide to kick one kid out or they'll right, say, right, certain, right, right. say certain things and they'll like well, you shouldn't be friends with her anymore and they gang up on each other they talk crap on each other they post stuff on social media mm-hmm. about different people and, and pit everybody against their own friend group which you know my daughter had a very difficult time with that as far as like maybe she started going out with a, a boyfriend that some girl dated like in middle school or it was right. just stuff that's that, enough in high school yeah it's just whatever it was it but it got bad to the point where like she didn't want to go out she didn't want to hang out with anybody right. and you know it, it really upset her at one point in time my my uh, daughter uh was uh talking to her friends and the idea being that you know like you said Ted, she was just at that point she's like you know i, I i'm attracted to girls i'm attracted to boys I, I would like to go out with girls i would like to go out with boys so um all of her friends go around and say my daughter's a lesbian okay right whatever so what but now she's not invited to sleepovers at people's right, homes. Right, 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 right. Now she's not getting invited to birthday parties. Yeah. Now it's not the kids, it's the parents. That, For real? That are making these rules. Oh, oh, she can't come over and spend the night with you guys. You all got, you're sleeping in the same room downstairs in the basement, blah, 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 blah. She's not invited anymore. And that, I mean, that kind of stuff was the stuff where I wanted to go and drive my car to somebody's house and take an axe and kill somebody. Right. I mean, I was ready. I was absolutely ready to go knock somebody out. No, it still I, goes on. Because I can tell how hurt my kids were, you know? Yeah, my daughter's starting to get into that. Probably started about last year. I think she's only been the victim of that kind of thing once, but it it's almost like playing tag. If someone else goes down to flames, it was temporary. I know that my son, on her behalf, corrected a situation for her, and she has not had an issue with that person again. And my son's yeah. very tight-lipped about what went down, but I'm like, whatever you did, good. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mess with yeah. you, mess with them back, man. I did, you know, go Sean Connery on her ass. The tenfold oh. response, right? Yeah, the, only, do that. Yeah. the only thing I kept telling my daughter, I'm like, look, this is high school. You will be done with this very soon. You're going to move on in life. Yes, you'll, you'll, you'll have some of those same friends. But you're going to get a bunch of new friends, and you're going to have a different life, and you're going to be someplace else, and you're going to make new friends, enjoy yourself, and all that stuff is going to seem so irrelevant. You're right. It's just you have to go But in the it. moment. Right. In the moment. Right. And their hormones awful. are going nuts. Like it, like we say all the time, like high school is just a tough time. It's a tough Boys, time. Boys, girls, whoever. Like and the truth is, yeah. you know, and it's not that it matters, but I know this to be true. All of this is stupid. Yeah, every second of the this dumbass crap. Don't even sweat it. But I know you're going to sweat it, so you know we'll work with you together to try to figure this out. But <laughs> right. just yeah. just trust me that on the other side, it's it'd be like getting successful surgery. But at the moment you're talking to them, you're telling them we're about to cut you open. This is what could we're happen. going to pull your heart out of your chest. We're going to operate it separately. We're going to cut it back in, and at the end you go, but you'll be okay. And yep. off you go. Yep. All right. Look, I'll still do it as an adult. What's that? You know, like, you, I don't know, you say something, maybe a joke didn't land correctly or whatever. Like, I'll feel terrible about it. My buddy be like, I don't care. Like, it was two yep, days ago. Yep, right. But you're right. Like, to me, it's still a big deal. And he's like, just let it go. <laughs> when you were a kid, why or what did your parents worry about with you? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Alex. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. So, uh, not something my dad kind of worried about, but something he suspected. Uh, he was really cool. He always told me when I was in high school, uh, look, I know you're going to do dope. I know you're going to smoke weed. Just do it in the house. Don't go out. you get in trouble. So I had a lot of friends who would come over. <clears throat> and I had a, a best friend who would stay the night four or five nights at a time. And uh, my dad would just hear his giggling from the room and eating. And he was <laughs> yeah. for about four years that I was gay with my best friend. And uh, so four years after our friendship, I bring my girlfriend over at the time. who's now been my wife for over 10 years. 
And uh, he meets her, and he, he kept looking at me weird, and my girlfriend leaves, and my dad so my dad asked me, so are you bi or <laughs> or what? And I just, I just remember looking at him confused, being like, what? And uh, he brought up my friend, and I was like, oh, no, we just... We just do drugs here. We don't do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dad, I learned it from you. Yeah, exactly. I learned from watching you. And uh, so he told that story to my friend. And my friend, friend actually turned out to be bi, which is, you know, we're very supportive. But um, my dad would, would start, like, you know, go out of his way to be like, I'm okay with gay people. And I was like, that's cool. Me too. <laughs> right. <laughs> good for you. So, oh, to give your dad credit, if he thought you guys were in there hooking it up and he still let you, that is a good sign. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, look, I don't care. I just, I'm just curious because now you brought this girl over and it threw me for a loop. Strangely enough, that was not that was not a thing growing up. I mean, growing we, up. we knew, we had an idea of, of certain people that we knew and certain friends, but that didn't stop us from being friends. And that wasn't something that was even, it wasn't even, I don't know, it wasn't, it wasn't a thing. We had a gay uncle. And the thing is, everyone knew he was gay. And there was, this was only about 20 years ago now. This guy is my father's age. So he's in his 70s now. And uh, he did this big family meeting. And we're all getting worried because he's a man of few words. And uh, he sits us down and he has this real serious look. And he's like, I, I hope this doesn't upset anyone. You're probably talking about 15 family members deep. And I'm younger at this time. So he goes through this big, long, dramatic thing. And in the end, he's like, I, I just wanted to let everyone know that I'm gay. We all looked at each other like, yeah, we know, man. Yeah, I mean, like, so what? <laughs> nobody can't. We know you're gay. You've been living in a one-bedroom apartment with the same guy, Bruce, for like 35 years, man. What, what did you think we thought? You have one bed. Yeah, like my mother was irritated <laughs> with him. Just like, are you freaking All that for this? All that. Everyone's worried about you. And it's like saying, this is my son, Steve, and he's tall. I was going to say, like, I have cancer or something. Actually, I just read, I was a Barry Manilow, right? So Barry Manilow, he did an interview recently, and he said, man, I, uh, I didn't come out of the closet. Until I was 72. I'm like, I thought it's just because you figured everyone knew. Like, yeah, you're Barry right. man. I mean, it's, again, it's, you're kind of like, we know, If Richard man. Simmons were to make an announcement, he, no one would be shocked. No, I, whatever, whatever, whatever sexuality he is. But if he said, hey, I'm heterosexual, I think I'd be more shocked. That would be stunning to that me. That would be shocking. Right. I think it's still tough for kids in high school, though. Sure, because you're in high school. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, like, especially like my high school, it was all guys. It's like the NFL. Like, nobody, like, obviously, I know I have gay friends that yeah. I don't talk, mm -hmm. but, like, nobody was... Can't say anything. Oh, right. nobody was was about to say it then. Yeah, yeah. When you were a kid, why or what did your parents worry about with you? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Jake. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, how you doing? Hola. 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 Hey, yeah, so, uh, my, <laughs> my mom, uh, <clears throat> her, her cousin, uh, got, uh, you know, uh, ran over by uh, riding his bike when he, she was a young kid, and so I couldn't ride my bike out of the driveway. I couldn't, like, ride my bike like regular kids, you know, to school or whatever. Did you have sidewalks <laughs> so, or anything? <laughs> no, 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 there was no sidewalk, so it was just like I just didn't ride my bike. How bad did that suck, man? If all of your friends, one of the greatest things in childhood, some of my favorite moments were just, you had no plan, but everyone just kind of showed up at one kid's house, we're all on our bikes, and that was the plan. Let's but you could just get ride. out of the perimeter yeah. of your neighborhood on a bike. Right. And then, like, you know your neighborhood when you're exploring Well, that's the stuff, thing, but... is I didn't really live in the neighborhood, you know? I lived out in Woodenville on a couple acres, and 
so I had a really long driveway, but uh, the streets, there was no uh, sidewalks. Yeah, we didn't yeah. have sidewalks either. Dude, that well, sucks, yeah. man. You know what I mean? Like, especially when yeah. every other kid is doing it. And I mean, you're talking about a physical activity. So it's not like getting a cell phone and all that, but it's, yeah, the occasional parent where we'd get the Nerf football. You got enough neighborhood kids around where we're going to play football, which is always one of the most exciting things. And you're trying to get your one buddy, and the parents are just like, mm-hmm. no, uh, John can't join you. Like, dude, right. we're, we're playing Nerf football. We, we are all his friends. You know, yeah. what do you think is going to happen? And they just, no. And, uh, what sucked is the one kind of open field that we could effectively play football bordered this kid's house. And we genuinely liked this kid, but his parents were super-duper strict. And so he could not come out and play football with us. But one of these horrifying images I still have in my head is you just look up at his bedroom window, and his face is just pressing. You know, and oh. Dude, seriously. And it's yeah. like, but that was the field. Damn. There was what? his house. And it's like, we're not trying to rub this in, man. Just your crappy parents Look, happen to buy the house next to the Looking back, honest to God, if I, if I analyzed everything in, in, from, from my youth, the most dangerous thing that I did the entire time was play football. From the time that I was third in third grade, we played contact sports. Back then, you lowered your head. The goal was to yeah. get as much paint and as much different colors from the other team on your helmet to get as dirty as you possibly could to do Oklahoma drills, to do drills where you're running at each other from yeah. 10 yards out and just knocking the hell out of each other. Everybody put their head down. Everybody just put the beat. crown of your helmet in the center of his chest. And it wasn't a very good helmet. It, all these things. Sure. That, we used to play tackle football all the time just on recess. They'd stop us. Then we'd start playing again. They would stop it. <laughs> exactly. They would. Like, when we got to, like, 7th, 8th grade, they would stop us. 7th, uh, 8th, like, maybe. You're yeah. only supposed to be playing touch, but we didn't care. I did touch no. them. I touched them very hard. Yeah. Who Sucks Last is coming up, and we've got your emails on the way next from the men's room at KISW.com. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.